All right, let's turn our attention to this story now. Experts in the recruitment and professional market are looking at South Africa's skills shortage. And there seems to be a a consensus that South Africa is facing a skills shortage, which uh, forces the country to recruit from elsewhere. Expat is a company uh, that, of course, uh, has been contributing to the conversation around the National Skills Survey. And in fact, they also run an annual critical skills survey. And uh, part of their findings were presented uh, to the departments that have been compiling the draft critical skills list. Marissa Jacobs is the Managing Director of Expat. Marissa, good morning to you. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to have you on. Firstly, tell us a bit more about the survey that you run. And before we go anywhere, what is on that list of critical skills? I think that's the big question that South Africans are always asking. Absolutely. So we started the critical skills survey five years ago to determine what the skill shortages are in South Africa and how employers are using foreign nationals to address the skill shortage. So last year when the Department of Higher Education and Training uh, released the draft occupations in high demand list, we immediately opened uh, the the latest 2020-21 survey to get the latest results. And especially because of COVID, we thought there might be some uh, some changes in terms of what is in high demand. So we opened it. The latest um, results are now in. And in the top 10, if I can quickly run through it for you. Sure, listeners. you can. You can. You don't even have to do it very quickly. You can just go for it, Marissa. Excellent. So we've got engineers, engineers, ICT specialists, foreign language speakers, media and marketing specialists, artisans, and then we've got C-suite executives, senior financial execs, healthcare specialists, science professionals, and accounting professionals. That's your top 10. Marissa, it's quite a broad list um, of, yeah. of, 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 of skills. And, yeah. you know, I'm surprised that you don't have the, the health experts much higher up on the list. Yes. I mean, health experts have been reflected on the list for the past five years. Mm. It was higher two years ago. And I think um, as the survey grows and there's more and more companies, I mean, this year we had 220 large corporates and multinationals represented in the survey. So as the as the um, the, the sample size grows, we are seeing shifts in terms of, of, of what is more popular on the list and whatnot. So mm. foreign language speakers, for example, last year was at 4% and this year, shot up to 10%. So it's interesting to see that move in the market. Mm. And engineering, the fact that it's top of the list, how has it uh, fared over the last couple of years? So, I mean, engineering has always been in high demand. It's mm. always hovered around the 16, 18. Last year, it was at 22%. So I think last year, it was slightly higher than, than this year. It's at 18%. So it has dropped slightly if we look at the overall um, uh, sample size. But if we look at the amount of respondents that, that indicated engineering, it's actually doubled the amount from last year. So it, it has grown. Mm. And we definitely thought because of the impact on sort of manufacturing um, and production industry, there would be... It, it would look slightly different, but but it doesn't. It's still in top demand. Mm. And you know, what do you think is is driving this demand in particular for for engineers? I know that there's been a lot of talk about different types of infrastructure, you know, mm. projects in in the country, but we haven't really seen them take off, at least on the scale that that one would have anticipated. 
Yeah, I think that there are a couple of large projects that, that have taken off, but, mm. but as you rightfully mentioned, not all of them has. And I think it's also, it, 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 it's a demand supply thing. So it's not, that the survey by no means, and even the critical skills list published by the Department of Home Affairs by no means says we don't have these skills. It's saying that the demand for them currently in industry and, and what is on the, on the priority list for South Africa, the demand is outweighing supply. Mm. And I think there's, I mean, there's a couple of factors that, that influence that. There's, there's definitely graduates that don't enter the job market in South Africa. They go look for, for, for greener postures abroad because engineering is not only in short supply in South Africa, it's in short supply globally. So there's definitely the exit of South Africans which diminishes the supply. Um, yeah, and, and then the demand that is that is growing um, clearly beyond what we think it, it, it is is growing. And and when we look at the graduation rate of engineering students versus those who are absorbed into the sector, would you say that um, you know engineers are highly employable in this country? Fantastic question. I don't know if I'm the right person to answer that question. I think it would be a very <laughs> yeah. interesting step yeah. if someone can, yeah. Can, yeah. Can, can share that with us. That would be great. Because mm-hmm. often we hear about you know people who say, well, I have an engineering degree and I'm sitting at home mm-hmm. and it will be good mm-hmm. to kind of juxtapose it against this survey that says actually there's a need for engineers in this country. Let's talk yeah. about the ICT space. It's very broad when mm-hmm. you know ICT can cover quite a number of 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 of, of different skills so so is, is it specified in terms so when we look at ict being the second biggest is there anything mm-hmm. specific yes so we specifically this year that when we when we presented the results to the department of higher education and training they asked exactly the same question mm. so we adjusted the survey to ask that then that the respondents must please be specific and these are so i can tell you quickly in ict it was it application development came out tops and mm. um, not surprising uh, data analyst data scientist software developers software engineer IT program managers, um, digital skills in general, and network architect and specialist information technology management. Those were the specific occupations in the ICT mm. sector that was that was most um, in demand, uh, according to the survey. Just just listening to some of those job descriptions, um, mm. the, it sounds to me that the the need for people is actually for highly skilled people. Absolutely, absolutely. Mm. We look the the second layer of information that we added based on the feedback from the department was they were asking what qualification level are employers needing for these mm. for these for these skills and also how many years of experience, which I think is also relevant to the to the engineering question issue. Mm. They aren't necessarily looking for fresh graduates. They are looking for guys who have worked on specific projects and on specific um, in the specific role for a number of years and is able to step into a role to mm. meet um, the specific targets of, of the company um, and, and what they're looking to achieve in the short, medium and long term. And and perhaps that's, that's where part of the real story is, that, you mm. know, the opportunities that are available are not necessarily for young people who are starting out in, in their careers. But then, of course, the, the bigger question is, what happens to these young people if they're never given an opportunity to to grow their skills and I know that's not necessarily a question you you are here to answer I think 
I think one of the encouraging things about the survey is we asked employers, so how high does it rank on your on your priority list for mm. succession planning and skills transfers when you are making use of foreign talent to fill these positions because you can't find local? And 81% of the respondents said it's extremely high on their priority list. And we see that working with employers on a day-to-day basis. And mm. um, they don't just draft critical skills plans to tick a tick a box and to and to move on. We are seeing so many employers who are really working extremely hard mm. um, to put in place succession planning to pay South African graduates with skilled um, labor and getting them um, over a period of three or four years, uh, teaching them and getting them into the position. So there is so many good examples of employers who are really making the effort to upskill local talent. Marissa Jacobs is the Managing Director for Expat Web. We're going to continue our conversation with her in a moment. The Talking Point with Kathy Motlasana, weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday. Of course, you can be part of the conversation this morning. The number to use, 011-714-2006. The SMS line is 41391. On WhatsApp, it's 0614-104-107. And on Twitter, it's at SFM Radio. The hashtag there is Talking Point. We're engaging with this critical skills survey and looking just at some of the skills that have been listed there. This survey that we're looking at today is, of course, the one that was run by Expat Web and They've made these contributions to the different departments that also have to compile the official national skills list. And Marissa, perhaps that's a good place to also go. Over the years, when you compare this internal survey versus the list that ultimately comes out from government, how different are they? So the current list uh, published by the Department of Home Affairs, the, the latest one was published in 2014, and that is the list that we still use today um, as employers to be able to bring in foreign talent. And there's now a draft list that's been published, which is making this, the latest survey so topical, is to say this new draft list and the occupations that they've removed from it and added to it, and how does that compare to what the industry is saying according mm-hmm. to the survey? Mm-hmm. And there is there, there's tremendous overlap. And so they are a number of engineering um, positions on there. There's a number of ICT specialist um, positions on there. Very alarming is that foreign language speakers has been removed from the list. Mm-hmm. So we, um, it, the list was, of course, open for for commentary, and, and we use the survey as a basis mm-hmm. to send comment to say what is the what is the shortfalls of that list. So one of the shortfalls is foreign language speakers, and in another shortfall is the old list used to have corporate general manager on it, which was um, the term for C-suite executives. And our survey very prominently shows a shortage of C-suite executives, mm-hmm. um, which has now been removed from the list. So so those are two of the alarming fields. And the rest of them, we do see some some overlap um, in terms of, of the government list versus the survey. All right. I'm going to go to our phone lines. Polani, you are calling us from Durban. Good morning. Yes, good morning. How are you, Kevin? I'm all right. How are you? Okay, I've got a different view. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, you've asked about the number of graduates versus these, uh, uh, the numbers that are in short. But of which I tend to disagree with some of because you'll find that Every year, there we've got so many graduates, but the industry, I don't know if they're doing deliberate or what, 
Hence, that's why the government tried to enhance them by saying, okay, for every student you are taking, you are going to give you so much money. Because the industry itself, they don't want to incorporate those students. So now what happens? Because I once worked in the ICT sector where we find that you, you, you are a graduate, but now they are not going to put you on a, on a department where you will get skill that will go anywhere. Mm. But they will go according to the color. Of which now you find it to get frustrated, you end up resigning. When you say they they'll go going they'll go according to the color, what do you mean? Yes, that means that there there will be departments where you find that the majority on that department is based on color. You can't go into that department, but yet you've got the papers because since they said you must go back and and have papers, mm-hmm. but now you can't get in. Yet you are inside the company, but you can't get into those critical skills within the company. They want you to they're doing people. So, 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 sorry, just to just to make sure I understand correctly, because I, yes. I don't want to um, assume that I know exactly what you're talking about, because maybe there's a, a certain jargon that you're referencing that I don't know. But when you say color, you're referencing race. That race, okay, yes, race. okay. So basically, that oftentimes you are limited by your race from being able to access the next level of opportunity beyond just that internship perhaps that you would have been given. And then it will become a critical skill to certain individuals because now the majority of the people, they've got degrees, diplomas, but they can't get access to those critical because you find Mm. that maybe you're an engineer. Uh, you are a software programmer, but you can't do that job because now in terms of the practicality of it, because now they don't give you that access, the chance to develop it to be there. It, because now I find that there will be scarce skills because I find, I, I ask myself, how can you say we've got scarce skills yet we are, there are people are graduating in numbers, thousands every year. Mm. So what happens in terms of incorporating them to the, because after a year or two or three, you'll have experience. That means now you'll find that same people that the one will be rotating in terms of companies. Yet we've got people, others I know that being for that now they're even not looking for a job. Yet we've got their engineers by profession. That is because the industry we don't have control of being employed. But mm. so now the industry is only circulating few individuals because the majority they don't have that access. Because if you can just read, okay, because you even ask the question, but people are graduating every year in number. But now they are not incorporated because there is also one company that I worked for, that I used to work for. You find that a person is a head of engineers, yet he doesn't have even an engineering degree. And then that person now, you find that now he won't be employing the engineer because now to him now that means they want his job. You're going to take other people who are lower than him or like him. That also on its own, the system that they are using to frustrate people. Oh, Kolani, I mean, your call is raising so many different issues and it's quite layered. And Marissa, mm-hmm. uh, perhaps, you know, you, you, you'll, you'll be able to tell me which issues you're, you're able to speak to. But just this idea that, um, mm-hmm. you know, opportunity is also given to people within corporate spaces based on the color of their skin and not just limited to the kind of qualification that they have. And it's not a new thing. It's not a new accusation to be made Mm. in South Africa. Yeah. I I think there will always be examples of bad employers. There will always be examples of guys who just 
are not doing it right. They're not giving opportunity to the right guys. They are not going through the process correctly, and they and they and they're not and they're not being fair in terms of how of of how they do it. And I think it's absolutely so. Lot and these correct we should be we should be calling them out and going guys we've got a shortage in this country why are you not why are you not giving opportunity to the right guys um i, I think we're in a very fortunate position where we we see so many good examples guys who are doing it right and i think there's 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 been some legislative advances in this i know the department of labor a few years ago um published a draft um uh, skills development act um, regulation where they specifically uh, proposed legislating skills transfer um, in terms of bringing foreign nationals in and where they where they specifically say so you now have to annually file the progress of those skills transfer plans and how have you incorporated mm-hmm. uh, local staff into the business and 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 have some accountability for that so I think it is also um, it, it's a corporate responsibility to say we we need to do better. Marissa, we're going to continue the conversation in a moment because I think it might be important to also look at the breakdown of the demands and if, in fact, uh, you have any statistics that do look deeper in as far as race is concerned. It's just after 11.30. Utsile Sako is standing by with your latest news headlines. The Talking Point with Kathy Mosasana, weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday. We continue the conversation on the talking point and we're looking in particular at the critical skills survey. So what are the jobs that are in high demand in this country? Uh, Marissa Jacobs is the managing director of Expat Web, and they, of course, run their own survey. It's not the official uh, government survey, but they do contribute to that list. And Marissa, like I was saying before, we went to the news headlines. Do when 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 the the analysis is done of the skills that are required, does it go into detail, including race and what the race demographics look like? within these sectors? No, unfortunately not. So that's beyond the scope of this of the survey. Mm-hmm. The survey just seeks to, to determine which which occupations are, are in high demand and 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 so, so it doesn't it doesn't go to that length. But I'm very sure that the each of these professions have a professional body that govern them. So the engineers are governed by the Engineering Council of South Africa. Mm-hmm. The ICT specialists, they, there's a number of bodies and um, depending on what your specialization is. In the healthcare sector there's obviously the health organization so I'm sure they would have um, some very interesting de- demographics for you to unpack around that uh, it's, it's just not something that I have at my fingertips at the moment okay no that's fine and, and and I think it's fair enough well we've got a couple of whatsapp voice notes that have also come in on this very subject uh, mm-hmm. I, I want to play uh, a few of them and then uh, we'll wrap it up looking at the media and marketing um, sector because I see that's also number mm-hmm. three on that list uh, good morning, Sis Kathy, and good morning to the listeners. Um, I have had an experience uh, similar to one of the callers here. Uh, I once applied in one of the of the companies here in Krafrenet, one of the big companies, and uh, fortunately for me, I was called. But because I couldn't speak Afrikaans, so the lady just dropped the call and then she refused to translate in English. So basically, uh, what the guy was saying is true. Uh, uh, opportunities are only available for people of certain uh, colors sometimes and not only just the skill that you possess. 
so yeah it's me from kafrinet anonymous good day uh I mean, I mean, IT. I've got more than 15 years of experience. I mean, it's even more than that. I'm black, and I'm responding to to what the uh, one caller said. When you get into these companies, they segregate according to the color. They give you responsibility according to the color. That's not true. IT is not for everyone. You don't go and study IT and want to come and think you will catch on if you didn't catch on from school or whatever university you are in you didn't harness that skill you can't do it in the job place good morning kati there are opportunities for young people also but they have to go through boot camps there are companies which train young people and 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 give them employment and within the training can take any time bef- between six months and one year but in three years that person if they are good at their job they will become a senior developer thank you solomon hi this is katie we have graduates here roaming the streets and others are resorting to drugs but our government chose to hire people from cuba while we have engineers here in South Africa. Why are they doing this to our fellow brothers and sisters here? This is Bunilo Morore from Pampirstad. Thank you. Hi, Cathy. Corey from Trabeja. Um, regarding the people saying they're engineers and they can't get jobs, the problem is a lot of those people do so-called degrees or diplomas at unregistered places which aren't recognized as engineers. I mean, uh, and that's why they, they, they can't get jobs. Good morning, Kathy. <clears throat> Kathy, I, 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 I tend to disagree with your case there. When, he, when she says uh, South Africa has got a shortage of artisans. Uh, Kathy, I can tell you, uh, South Africa has got many qualified artisans who, who are currently unemployed. I think next time when your case come to your show, they must not tell us as to how many shortage do we have because from the from from where we are we know that you've got many artisans that are currently unemployed they must come to your show and just give the numbers of the companies looking for the artisans i think that will assist because we keep on talking of the shortages where else we've got people unemployed how do you balance that because i know we've got many qualified artisans who are currently unemployed lucas uh, I don't know. I'm out of words, actually. You know, every day you have engineers, qualified engineers, standing on the side of the road holding plot cards, you know, attesting that they are qualified en- engineers, they are looking for work, and we overlook them. And now we're bringing engineers from Cuba while we have unemployed engineers here in the country. I don't understand what is the whole issue of us having to go to universities but to only end up in the streets uh, i really don't understand where is this country going since katie i don't understand it edward Mpumalang. All right, so quite a diverse views, quite a diverse group of views that we have coming through there. But I think the important question, Marissa, is what many people are failing to understand is what companies tell you 
as expat as you run the survey about what they need versus the number of people in the country who feel that they could well be able to do those jobs. Is there a disconnect there? Uh, if we look at, I mean, if I take it back to the to to the to the draft list that's been published, the Department of Higher Education um, set parameters on on what should be on the list, and 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 it has to satisfy three items. It has to currently be in acute shortage or mm-hmm. likely to be in shortage according to South Africa's strategic priorities in the future. It must require a high level of skill or an advanced qualification in order to qualify to be on the list. And it must require a long lead time to develop a domestic supply pipeline. So to, in order for those things to be on the list, they have to satisfy all three of those criteria, not two of the three or one mm. of the three, all three. So, I th- and, and if we look at the survey results and, and, and the, the years of experience that the employers require and, and job-specific experience, I think that is largely where the disconnect is. Um, when, when employers are, are, are looking for these skills, they need someone who has the right qualification, as one of your, of, of your, of your listeners mentioned. So they have to have the right qualification to be able to sign off on those, on those high-scale projects, I mean, especially if it's an engineer, um, for example. And then they also need to have relevant experience. We must remember some of these projects um, that we are undertaking in South Africa, they are first time in South Africa, and they've been undertaken in other countries before. So oftentimes they will need one or two people who have worked on a similar project before to, to come in to be able to deliver on this brand-new first to be seen in mm. South Africa project. But I do, I, I mean, I agree with the listeners to the extent that, yes, bring in the one or two or the 10 resources that you need, but fill them with some of the other skills in South Africa and make sure that when we have a next project, you have then upskilled uh, local South Africans to be able to take those mm. roles um, on the new projects. Marissa, um, just just on the issue of um, the, again, the disconnect that exists between what is required on paper versus what actually exists, mm. do companies rec- recruit individuals based on what they put on their CV in terms of their previous job experience and where that job experience was conducted? So, for example... Am I more likely to be taken up for an engineering job if I have been with, let's say, a group five in one of their other entities elsewhere in the world? Or if I come from Kathy Mutlachana consulting engineers. So, you know, is there a particular preference that is given to where a person is also coming from and where they have previously worked? I wouldn't know beyond yeah. the scope. Yeah, the scope. yeah. I, I think it's different for different. I think the recruitment methodologies of, of employers are different in terms of a mix of 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 looking at what's on a guy's CV and. Mm. Um, uh, looking at soft skills in terms of integration into the company and the company culture and the type of projects that they work on. And um, I do think some employers have um, a higher regard for 
for experience and the type of experience that you've got. Uh, um, perhaps if you've worked on a bigger project mm. and this is going to be a big project, they would want someone who, who has experience on a project like that. But I, I think it's so employer-specific yeah. that it would be yeah. unfair to, to give a blanket response. Sure. All right. Let's just wrap it up then looking at the media and marketing. Um, one, actually, when, when, when one looks at the industry, would think that it's oversaturated. So in terms of the skills, and it's number three on the list, right? Engineering, ICT, media and marketing. So, what, 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 what are actually what are the actual skills that are being sought after there? I agree with you. It is quite uh, media and marketing has been on the list for the past five years. So it's mm. not a it's not a newcomer, but it has certainly moved up in the list, and especially in this last year, like you say, it's now in the top five. And um, some of the specific occupations I can highlight is around sales and marketing, and brand and category marketing digital media strategies and, and analysis, um, uh, media specialists and creative designers. And, and I think we're largely seeing this, that I think the media and marketing industry has developed and moved tremendously in the last couple of years. We're mm. seeing um, social media having a massive impact and it's becoming a, 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 a bigger industry than, than it's ever been. And, mm. and, and the skills are all quite new skills and they're developing on a daily basis. Um, and, 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 and I think that's reflected on the survey. Mm. All right. Marissa Jacobs, let me thank you so much for coming on to the show and for breaking uh, this list down and also just sharing a part of your expertise in terms of um, this, uh, what, what you know about what is needed right now in the country. Mar- Marissa Jacobs is the Managing Director of Expat Web. So I know lots of reaction to that conversation. Let's take a quick break and I'm back with more after this.